0: Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you are looking for decorating or improvement ideas around your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, Mortgage Broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. is Insurance Advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Uh, it's been my pleasure being your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've helped hundreds of families with their purchasing or selling needs here in Greater Victoria. I'm ranked one of the top Remax agents in Western Canada. I'd be pleased to help you as well too. If you're looking for a second opinion or some advice or want to chat about what's going on out there in the real estate market, reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you. You can find my contact information and also the rest of the whole home, home show team members' contact information by visiting cfax1070.com, look under shows, and there you'll find us the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of their contact information is there. Or if you'd like, just reach out to me. I hear uh, from my listeners every week. uh, My email address is tony at primeteam.ca. Just Google Tony Joe Real Estate or visit the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca. All of our contact information is there. We're having a conversation today uh, with Simon Bray. Simon is the president of Real Estate Works. REW.ca, it is one of the largest search platforms and a place that people go to look at real estate. Uh, We had Simon here last year chatting about buyer trends. We're gonna pick up this conversation with him today, along with uh, some other things, new uh, tools and new things happening uh, at REW, at Real Estate Works, uh, along with his ideas about what's happening or what's gonna happen in 2022. Always a great conversation. We always start our show by chatting about what's happening out there in the real estate market. So if you have any questions or conversations, want to chat about what's happening or things that are uh, affecting you, give us a call. Uh, The number is 250-419-7439. Or again, reach out to me and let's chat. So one of the things I want to chat about today is uh, has to do with contracts, because people often have questions about what happens during the offer process, so when people are making offers on properties. Now, what happens often is that offers, of course, they're submitted, they're written. First of all, written contracts are key. People, every once in a while, ask, well, can I just submit a verbal offer? Can I just you know uh, say to the, the seller, I'll pay you this amount? Sure, you could. It is entirely possible, but let's face it. A real estate transaction is a huge transaction. It's a big deal. It is not something that should be left verbally on a handshake. These are things that should be written down on paper. That's what real estate agents are here to do. We are here to, inf- to draft enforceable agreements with clients. And it is one of the areas of expertise that, of course, we teach through the British Columbia Financial Services Authority. There are regulations and rules uh, in all of the areas of contract writing and clauses and all of that stuff. Now, people... You know, it's, it's something that you don't do every day. You don't write an offer on homes. People often wonder, well, okay, if the seller doesn't accept my offer and if they send me a counter offer, what happens? Or if I want to uh, counter their offer, do I have to write a new offer? How does it work? Well, uh, anyone here who is transacted in real estate uh, knows that these contracts can start getting really messy, right? Uh, in the old days, we did this on paper. In fact, when I started in the business 30 years ago, we used carbon paper, Right? So we had to press hard because there were six copies. Uh, every time a change is made, the change is crossed off and made and initialed. So we end up getting a whole bunch of uh, uh, Xs, a whole bunch of crosses out, a whole bunch of uh, written changes, and a whole bunch of initials uh, and signatures. Now, if you can believe it, this is what the lawyers in the law profession do. So, you know, people like our friend, uh, Gapreet, at the Sickle Law Group, they literally sit and they they count the number of initials on each page, and that is uh, that uh, confirms exactly what the will was of the parties. So they start getting really messy. Now, fast forward to today, we do a lot of contract writing uh, online. So contracts are done uh, on the internet. We also send them for electronic signatures online. So you're not actually putting pen to paper and signing things quite often. It is via your smartphone or your tablet or your computer. You respond to an email. Uh, just in case you're wondering the legitimacy of these things, they have been tested in court. These electronic uh, signature programs, they actually identify uh, where you are. Your, your What do you call it? Your VPN settings? I, I can't remember now. Um, it identifies where the signature was done uh, and, of course, you need to confirm that if it was, in fact, you. So uh, these are, in fact, what happens today. It all happens electronically. Uh, and, you know, contracts are still messy, though. When we're going back and forth with counter offers online, on the computer, uh, we make those changes. And uh, same thing as before, the lawyers count the changes to make sure that it was the will of both of the parties. So that's what happens. You don't rewrite a contract. Just in case you're wondering why, by the way, you don't rewrite a contract because when you do, you're basically, uh, you're, you're opening up the conversation for complete renegotiation. And it gives the other party the opportunity to either back out, either back out, or to sort of renege on what they had discussed before. So there is an entire process uh, and it is a, um, you know, there are guidelines on how these are handled. So it's not guesswork. Things are done uh, very specifically, and it's it's a very interesting time. You know, contracts and contract writing, uh, that uh, that is for sure. Um, now, the other thing, too, is uh, the question was asked of me this week about lawyers and signatures, because we get things signed by electronic signature, you know, the offer, counter offer back and forth. Um, I have signed uh, electronically for home insurance and for things like um, uh, car insurance and all that. So we're used to, as consumers, signing these things. But every once in a while, people wonder, well, how about the lawyers? Like, aren't the lawyers doing electronic signature? We've had Grapreet from Sitka Law on here talking uh, before about what happens with that. So we don't or sorry, the lawyers don't use electronic signatures. I believe in BC, uh, it's only under extenuating circumstances. Like for instance, if somebody is in a hospital, not able to be visited or not able to, be, uh, to come into the office, their preference always still remains a face-to-face pen signature, uh, the old fashioned way. And in many respects, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it, is, it is, again, a very, very important uh, aspect uh, to have all of these things done correctly legally and there's nothing uh, there's no replacement really for signatures on paper now that being said you know i just mentioned a couple of moments ago that we do everything online there are, i mean i would say there are thousands of transactions that happen where there is no paper at all and in many respects that's just the new age that's where we're at right now we're saving trees you know it's much better uh, ecologically Um, It is amazing about the time savings as well, too, because, you know, uh, even clients, they're like, oh, you know, I I can't make it there until later. Or, you know, uh, can we extend the time or I've got kids things to deal with and whatnot. It can all be done by smartphone nowadays. Uh, or online it is just amazing not the least of which of course is doing remote you know we've got clients who are in Ontario or other parts of the country uh, it doesn't require them coming over here uh, or uh, getting a notary in the old days we had to fax over we had to get notarization and uh, and all that kind of stuff so so much fun um, your realtor is here again to draft enforceable contracts there are rules of engagement. And that's how things work. As always, if you have a question you want to talk about here on our program, uh, just look for us, uh, Google me, Tony Joe, or email tony at primeteam.ca. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, we need to take our break here. When we come back, we're going to have a chat, a follow up chat with Simon Bray. Simon is the president of REW Real Estate Works. Uh, they have an amazing website if you're searching for homes or you need information about real estate, new construction projects, rental uh, opportunities, everything. You got to check that out. www.rew.ca. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our guest today is a return guest. He was here back in September, but it's so funny because you think about it now. Here we are, February. Uh, It seemed like an eternity ago. And (laughs) Simon was talking about the market, uh, data, information, um, collecting this data, uh, congregating it, what to do with it, uh, forecasting, and all this neat stuff. Our guest today is the president of R.E.W. Real Estate Works. Uh, again, Simon Bray. Simon, thanks for coming back.
1: Tony, thanks for the invite. I agree with you. September feels like the long way in the rearview mirror, but um, a lot has happened since then, and I think a lot is still to come.
0: No kidding. Well, uh, again, to our listeners, and especially anyone who listens to our podcast, we have all of our episodes on iTunes and uh, Google Play. So you know, by all means, go back and have a listen. Um, that I recall. We were having a conversation uh, back then about um, uh, things like, like renters and how, uh, for some reason here, actually not just in Western Canada, but in Canada in general, there seemed to be a sort of, um, what's the best word for it? You know, renting was like a bad word, whereas it is <laughs> such a common thing in Europe and all these other areas. Um, but of course, you know, we've had this influx of interest in real estate uh largely driven because of the interest rates and we do have first-time buyers entering the market despite the fact that it is gruesomely expensive right now let's face it right um so-
1: <laughs> Gru- gruesomely expensive is probably the best way i've heard it said <laughs> it, is,
0: cool.
1: it is gruesome out there uh yeah so so i mean i think the last time we spoke yeah we, we commented on rentals we kind of spoke through the unusual dynamics of home ownership in canada and how our imp- how important it seems as a sort of rite of passage and a and a uh, you know a key part of society in in the Canadian culture, uh, but I think that that picture was informed by the demand that we've seen coming out of the pandemic, just this incredible almost insatiable demand uh, from people getting into the market uh, through the pandemic, and that hasn't gone away. I think the only thing that's gone away is the options they have to purchase. You know so so that's created a huge supply crunch and um, and we've seen that play out now it's like uh, the appetite's there uh, but the options have have been removed so it's a tricky tricky time in the market right now
0: well that's the thing you know i mean uh, 5 months later things are actually worse like it's it's harder now yeah. oh, wow yeah, you know in a normal market in a normal market we can look at like kind of 6 month trends and you know it's it's like things have shifted like even in the past you know four weeks six weeks or or whatever i use the word gruesome by the way because just for fun i pulled up the stats uh, i'm coming up on an anniversary here so i looked up the average sale price in march of 1991 that's when i got my license i started you know 31 yeah, years yeah. ago. average sale price in victoria today is 1.4 million and that month it was 160 thousand dollars
1: <laughs> wow
0: yeah wow and and you know sure. what though I I, I got to say even back then it was expensive people are like oh my goodness you know one hundred sixty thousand dollars so much but interest rates were also eleven percent right wow. yeah so yeah. so let's talk about this one a little bit here uh, of course it's not news uh, people were expecting the Bank of Canada to increase uh, rates that didn't happen uh, was it last week or the week before yeah. um, what are you seeing uh, in that regard uh, how is that affecting things.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, congratulations on the impending anniversary. I mean, that's, <laughs> uh, that's quite a milestone coming up to 31 years in the market. Exactly. Well done. Exactly. Um, but but yeah, if you look at the interest rate, it's definitely something that's fueled uh, the, the sort of high levels of demand, interest, and adoption of real estate in the last two years, for sure. I mean, money has been cheap, uh, as cheap as it's ever been. And I think that's really fueled people getting into the market. It's also fueled crazy. Uh, multiple offer situations, and bidding well beyond the market. And we kind of see that playing out with the BC assessment data having come out at the beginning of the year, and these incredible ramps in the average value of real estate in different, in different neighborhoods. I mean, we're sitting between 20 and 45% in most normal neighborhoods. Uh, you know, that's, that's if you exclude the outliers, you know, some, some markets that have really thrived on the island or Sunshine Coast, or, you know, uh, away from the center the lower mainland markets, uh, those are up 50 60%. It's just quite unreal um, how that's happened in one year. You know, we're not talking about cryptocurrency. We're talking about real estate. <laughs> so, yes. you
0: know, it's,
1: it's, it's frankly, you know, unsettling. Um, and definitely interest rates have fueled that uh, to some degree. I think it was also fueled by the lack of certainty in the rest of the market. And people felt like, you know, real estate was, as it has always been a, a safe bet and, you know, worst case scenario, you can live in it. Uh, so, so a lot of people have been um, interested in real estate in the last two years. Bank of Canada not raising rates is interesting. You know, I think if you look at the context for it, it's obviously this Omicron wave has been our, has been a real baptism of fire. You know, I think Canada and, and uh, you know, the major metro markets have certainly been impacted by COVID all the way through. But this one really feels like it's, it's it, you know, it, it, it certainly didn't feel like the tail end of something. It felt like the, the eye of the storm. Um, and certainly if I just look at it anecdotally from the people I'm connected with and the people that work for us at REW, we've had the biggest actual impact uh, to, to the workforce and to, you know, our, our workflow uh, in the last four weeks. So yeah, because it because like we it. all
0: we all know someone or we've all, you know, uh, experienced this, whereas like a year ago, it was just something we heard about and, you know, maybe. Yeah,
1: a year um, ago, you know, there was legitimate concern, but you, you, your experience of it was the lockdowns or uh, looking at the COVID app every day and kind of seeing who's affected. But now it really feels like the people you know have been affected. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was the context for the Bank of Canada, you know, coming into this, this, um, uh, increasing rate cycle and I uh, I was surprised I think with a lot of other people that they didn't go and raise the rates uh, straight off the bat beginning of the new year and just start the, the clearly communicated path that they're on uh, as early as the first um, opportunity but I, I don't think we should mistake that for uh, anything other than uh, a bit of timing uh, on their part I think the message uh, was We're going to communicate clearly. We're going to direct the market. It's an uncertain time. So we want our our, uh, guidance to be as clear as possible. And this rate increase cycle is coming. But what it has done is fuel another crazy cycle in the real estate market. I mean, on top of uh, historically um, high pricing, uh, on top of historically low supply uh, I mean, the listing levels have been extraordinarily low through the first few weeks of January. We now have this almost artificial pressure of, well, if you want to get a low rate, get it in the next month or two. Uh, and and so that's driving, I mean, I've seen the news, I've spoken to some of the real estate professionals that work through our platform and these multiple upper scenarios uh, and and closing... Uh, prices well, well, well above asking uh, is still happening, which, which to me is unusual considering how much the prices have moved in the last 18 months, 24 months. Uh, you know, you'd think you'd be running out of headroom, but um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like we
0: are. Yeah, because again, it's 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 worse than it was before, and you know, there's that there's that age old adage. It's kind of like you know, uh, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, right? Um, yeah. It is, it is, it's, it's making it, it's making it very, very interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it isn't uh, a good, I mean, obviously we can laugh about it and, and I think it's been an incredible um, uh, spectacle, I think is the right word. You know, uh, you've seen uh, the patterns go out the window. I mean, you were talking earlier about looking at the data and understanding um, from the data what is likely to happen next the last two years, honestly, if we overlay 2019 with 2020 with 21 uh, data, the patterns have all but disappeared. You know, usually it's a seasonal pattern, there's a clear relationship between the demand and interest and the eventual transactions that occur on our platform, Uh, and we can pretty much map it out with a little increase or a little decrease depending on the market circumstances that happen to present. here yeah, we've seen just an inversion of patterns. You know, some of the markets that are hot are cold, and some of the markets that are, are historically very um, cold have been incredibly hot, and it's a weird season. So, yeah, we'll, well take well, that forward. We've
0: got to take a break here, but I mean, th- this is, this is a gr- we're going to start the next segment here talking about data. We're here with Simon Bray. He's the president of REW Real Estate Works. Uh, Simon, stay right there. We're going to be right back. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, Mortgage Broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellis, Insurance Advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction give any of the whole home show team members a call they would love to hear from you as a reminder if you're a podcast listener you can find all of our episodes on itunes or google play Dating uh, all the way back to 2017, my goodness, you know, we're talking about data and data changes right now. Uh, You're going to hear some number, like prices and numbers change over the years. However, there's still great content there from trades and suppliers and professionals and all these other people that can give you direct uh, direction or advice on wherever you're at right now in your real estate uh, transaction. I'm having a conversation right now with Simon Bray. He is the president of Real Estate works. Uh, Simon, again, thanks for coming back.
1: Oh, thank you, Tony. It's always great chatting to you.
0: Yeah. Uh, hey, actually, be- before we get into that data piece, um, let's remind our listeners what uh, REW does.
1: Ah, sure, sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's worthwhile context. If you don't know about REW.ca, it's the most trafficked real estate website in BC. Uh, and it's, it's where, you know, I'd say the bulk of BC residents go and, and I guess people moving to the province go to find a home when they're in the market. And so that gives us quite an interesting bird's eye perspective on demand trends and patterns and how people are, are uh, at least expressing interest in, in different real estate markets. And then ultimately we see that cascade into the transaction numbers that we also get through the boards. So yeah, fascinating position to be in where you can kind of observe and, and comment on the market and its movements.
0: Yeah, because one of the things um uh that your search platform uh does is it sort of you can you can gauge in engagement like w- mm. what people are searching for you know what they're uh and it's, it's a very interesting uh it's a very interesting um sort of angle to be looking at things um because it's yeah
1: it's, it's like the way i like to think about it is is um you know, the real estate industry and, and the professionals that drive that industry are excellent at bringing supply to the market. So, you know, if you're looking to sell a home, uh, your realtor is usually your first port of call and you discuss bringing it onto the market and they help you do that in, a, in an extraordinary way. But our platform is basically the place you start looking for that next home. And so long before you've uh, just thought about making an offer or even choosing the buyer representation, you're on a platform like ours, looking at the different options, looking at the homes. Um, and that interest and engagement that you spoke about, Tony, is exactly what we observe from the earliest uh, engagement that people have with the platform. And yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to talk about what engagement looks at, looks like right now, it's I would say it's at an all-time high. So it's about the same level of engagement in terms of number of sessions, and number of views on the platform right now than it was at the start of 2021, so last year. But remember, 2021 was certainly the first three months of the year, were the busiest buying season for real estate we've ever seen. Uh, You know, March was the highest numbers in actual transaction volumes that we've seen in uh, at least our markets uh, ever before. And so to have that much traffic still on a platform like REW, but looking at, Somewhere between forty and fifty percent lower listing volume. So, so the actual listing options um, uh, are, are so far depressed. That's that's unusual. You know that relationship between demand and supply is usually quite tight. Because if you think about it in a, in a in a website context, a listing is a is a page. It's a, it's it's a piece of inventory that someone can engage with. And if that's not there then they obviously can't engage with it. So for us to have the same sort of level of page views, but with 40% fewer pages effectively uh, is a is a very unusual circumstance to find ourselves in. And it just shows you how robust the demand is for real estate right now.
0: Well, and, and this is the thing, cause I mean, here we are, this is, we're recording this right now, the 2nd of, of February. So the, so the local, all the stats come up, but the local Victoria board stats show that uh, sales are down um, I think it's like 26% or whatever, but inventory is down pretty well 50%. So, you know, where some people would read that news headline as in, oh, sales are coming down. That means yes, yes, the know, market's
1: cooling off. Thank goodness. That's uh, right. But that's not the, not the case. Yeah. <laughs> well, well and,
0: and, and this is the thing, because this is what I'm getting from the analytics that you guys have, because you know what people are clicking, you know yes. what they're seeing. So you are able to say, oh, no, 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 no. The demand is still there. The reason this confirms the fact that the reason why sales are down is solely because of the fact that there's nothing to buy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the rub in, in all of this. You know, being involved in real estate and, and riding the wave of an excited, uh, engaged market is one thing. But actually seeing it come to a crunch time like this, is also, for me, it, it is really concerning. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the affordability uh, issue in real estate. And I completely agree, especially as the interest rate cycle starts to go the other way. You know, affordability becomes a real issue. Uh, property taxes are already likely on the other uh, in the other direction because of the assessment values going up. So all the costs of ownership start to, to go up and that's a headwind for the market for sure. But it's it's more than an affordability issue. I think you're now getting into a space where you can see it as a housing crisis, or a at very least a, a housing challenge uh, across the major markets in Canada, and especially the major markets in BC. There is just not enough inventory and supply to meet the very normal housing needs that that we have as a growing city, as a global city. Um, so so we're we're going to have to figure out ways to build more houses. I mean, I think that's the full stop on that. And I know that's not easy to do, but we definitely have to start doing that. Otherwise, you know, this this kind of um, supply crunch is going to turn into societal and, and economic challenges that are far more difficult to, to deal with. I mean, REW is a growing business. We've got some fantastic opportunities for people to join our team. And the first thing people ask us is, uh, you know the relationship between wages and the cost of living in Vancouver. You know we're a Vancouver-based business, and so housing yourself nearby still makes sense. Um, and uh, it's it's the chief concern people have when they want to join the team. And so you can see now this relationship between housing unaffordability and, and wage pressure, and and that wage pressure then leads to kind of economic instability if the businesses can't cope with that wage pressure. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. But yes, I'm also building more homes.
0: <laughs> well, and, and, and you know what? If anything, this has demonstrated the fact that that the powers that be have not done enough because we're already well behind. I mean, the reminder is it takes years to build things. You know, With a condo development, we're talking six or seven years. And yeah. uh, um, of course, nobody could have foreseen this. But the fact is, it, it, it just can't come magically tomorrow no no and i think
1: easy. i think that's the challenge you're 100 right when you look when you look six or seven years out you've got to make some uh, very key decisions and i think the decisions made six or seven years ago were very focused or should i say narrowly focused on the demand issues that they perceived you know foreign buyers taxes and uh you know the the taxes and and ways to kind of constrain and cool off the demand but I don't think enough was done around the supply, which is the underlying driver for the issue. You know, yeah. if Vancouver sees itself and certainly the world sees Vancouver and, and Victoria and, and you know, they, they see this as a global destination, as a, as a global city, the rest of Canada views it as a city to move to, not to move from. Yeah. And if, if that's the way it is and, and is likely to be, then we have to figure out how to increase supply.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. That, isn't that the question? We're having a conversation with Simon Bray. Simon is the president of REW, um, Real Estate Works. Uh, if you, you should go visit this. It's uh, REW.ca. Tons of great data and information. I've been there. It's not just your typical real estate search stuff. I mean, there's uh, rental and, uh, you know, Tennessee information. There's uh, lots of uh, data. Data is always a, a good thing. Um, but listen, we need to take our last break of the day here uh, today. Uh, Simon, again, uh, hold your seat there. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show and I'm Tony Joe. Having a conversation today with the president of Real Estate Works, R-E-W dot C-A, Simon Bray. Simon, thanks again for coming back.
1: Oh, great to be here,
0: Tony. You know, and, and again, it's interesting because, you know, we often have a recurring guests, like a year later, or two years later, and oh, my, how things have changed. You were here in September, and I can say, oh, my, how <laughs> things have changed, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, my goodness. Um, we were talking about uh, data and about the fact that websites and providers like your search platforms are able to determine what people are looking at. And mm-hmm. um, you know we're both in agreement, as people are, about the fact that we know that there's a lot of demand. And uh, just before the break, we talked about the fact that there just simply is not enough supply. We have not built enough supply, either here mm-hmm. in Greater Victoria, you're based out of Vancouver, but it's really, actually, this is a cross country, if not kind of- global Oh, absolutely. Right now.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think some of the trends that we've seen and they broadly um, commentated on already, but, but I, can, I can verify that fact that- that people are definitely looking in in a number of different markets. I mean, we've got people that, uh, I mean, as, as an example, a lot of uh, BC interests in Alberta markets like Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, and and I think it's related to two big um, elements. I mean, the one is obviously the work from home, uh, the, the fact that employers are more flexible today than they were two, three years ago around uh, part-time, uh, full-time, uh, in-the-office-type roles. Uh, and then the other is people are just, you know, they're hungry for value. They, they're looking for those pockets of value. The real estate markets that we've seen do well locally and across um, provinces have been those markets that offer, you know, uh, decent, new-spec uh, homes uh, at an affordable price. Uh, and, and I think that's a trend that's going to continue for years to come. If that kind of uh, stock comes to the market, it's going to be overwhelmingly popular uh, mm. very quickly.
0: Well, that's right. Because, you know, we, we talked last time about um, about the missing middle, about that missing middle mm. uh, uh, inventory.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So I heard about a Surrey townhouse. I think it, uh, it had um, uh, 126 offers or something like that. Went for uh, about 50% more than asking or certainly 40% more than asking. And that's not unusual. I mean, we've, we've definitely seen the, the bulk of, interest growth, like neighborhoods where things are four times, five times up on what they were a year or two ago. And they're all related to that missing middle that you spoke about. It's, it's you know, within striking distance of the metro core, but it's in uh, neighborhoods where new uh, types of inventory are coming out of the market, townhomes and condos. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that'll be a long-term trend for sure. Um, you know, real estate, We always talk about it like an industry, right? You like, you and I are talking about transaction volumes and average prices and, um, statistics and data. And it's, and it's easy sometimes, I think, to miss the individual in the aggregate. Uh, and that's what we're really trying to do at Real Estate Works is, is zoom in on the home seeker, the individual, because to that individual, it's very personal. To that individual, uh, finding their next home is, a real estate experience. It's not a real estate industry, you know. And not, and not so just what a we're transaction. To, yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. a, it's not just a transaction. If it were, you know, then you'd see um, you'd see digital platforms moving to more of like an Amazon for real estate, one click buy your home type yeah. model. But in fact yeah. people spend more time on platforms like ours, not less time. Uh, you know, they spend twenty four months considering their next real estate transaction. And that speaks to the type of experience they want to have, the type of uh, content and education they want to be exposed to through the process. Um, And and that's very much the driver for our mission and for what we're doing here at at Real Estate Works. In fact, we we rebranded the platform earlier this year, uh, and, and it was all around this mission of being a more personal real estate experience, not just a public real estate platform, trying to acknowledge the the unique challenges and and the innate complexity of a real estate purchase and and build software and tools and digital experiences that uh, represent the type of experience that people want to have when they enter a real estate uh, transaction. So, yeah, there's a lot to talk about there, but um, I think it starts with just that that philosophical shift and that kind of high-level view of are we serving uh, an industry or are we serving individual people? You know, people that want to get into the market, that want to get ahead.
0: Yeah, well, so, so you, you know, you mentioned tools and stuff. So, what are, what are some of the refinements and things that you guys have done uh, on the on the rebrand?
1: So, uh, I mean, initially, uh, we've brought to market just uh, as much content as we possibly can. I mean, we see our role in the market as a marketplace, so we see our job as connecting uh, home seekers to real estate professionals and real estate content that matters and helps them make better decisions. Uh, we view the whole thing as, as kind of an adventure, you know, there's, you start off any adventure not knowing where it's going to end up. Uh, you don't know what the, you know, it's, it's an uncertain path. And so you want to be best equipped for that adventure. And so we are the equipping and we've got three real areas that we focus on. There's curating the market. So, we, I mean, I think the last time I was on the show, we spoke about how much content we aggregate, and we really do push into that. It's not just about MLS content, although I've got to say the boards and, and the real estate agents do a fantastic job of bringing listings to market, but it is also about other categories like new homes, and we spend a huge amount of time aggregating that, and rentals. So, if you want to move, you know, all the information you need to move is there, alongside all of the data that helps you make that decision, you know, assessment values, and uh, previous sold prices and the, the type of real estate professionals that, that enable that transaction. And then, uh, so that's curation, which is a big part of what we do. Then there's matching and facilitating. And matching is really that, that process that you experience as you use a platform like ours, spend time on the website, you input all of your interests, and more and more relevant uh, opportunities and options are presented to you. Uh, and then ultimately, we hope to facilitate your dreams and, and connect you with the individuals in the real estate industry that can make those dreams happen. And so, you know, a huge amount of work goes into that. And uh, one of the cool features that we launched with the rebrand is in that space. So real estate professionals, the agents uh, do a, an incredible amount of work, uh, great work in the industry, especially in this busy type of real estate market that we've seen. And we saw this uh, real appetite from our home seeker users to, to see which realtors were the best realtors in their neighborhoods. And so we went out and aggregated not just the recommendations for agents that we already had the platform, and I, and I think we had about 12 13,000 recommendations already on REW, but we aggregated Yelp, we aggregated Google, we aggregated Facebook, and we're able to bring a complete picture that celebrates real estate professionals in their market, uh, and and so, if you want to see who the best neighborhood expert is, you've now got plenty social proof data points uh, around realtors to make a good decision about who the right representative for you is. And and we think that's kind of the role that we play. It's like bringing together the professionals that serve the market and the home seekers that enter it in the in the most elegant way.
0: You know, just speaking for, uh, as a consumer. So as an example, um, I I like. You know, we like certain things. Uh, I've always been a. I like custom shirts, custom dress shirts, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And and I typically got them overseas, and you know, COVID, yada yada.
1: <laughs> you and but, I should have a whole conversation about this. Let's yeah, do that. Know. Let's do that. But yeah. but
0: anyways, so um, a little while ago, I was uh, searching uh, in Vancouver. You know, a big city. Where can I go? You know, for custom shirts. And you know, as a consumer, I'm uh, relying on. Uh, on rankings, on feedback, and on all of that kind of stuff. So um, I hear what you're saying here, right? I mean, at, when we're a consumer of any product, you know, this helps us find, you know, and again, this is this is a, it's a very small thing in comparison, but it's like, who am I going to go to? How can I, you know?
1: Um, no, but it's-, it's not. It's exactly the same. It's, it's exactly the right way to think about it. You know, you're thinking about dress shirts or custom shirts and, yeah. and getting the right tailor to, to make the right, should and how do you find out about that well you you see who else has had a good experience and here we are in in 2022 talking about real estate and it's a market that's regulated it's a market that has incredible statistics flowing through it on a on a sort of daily basis you see all sorts of commentary but what you're not seeing a lot of is the actual real estate agents that are great performers that are serving their market and their their clients incredibly well you don't see enough like objective observation of that celebration of that and and so yeah we we definitely want to bring that to the market because we think it serves home seekers interests and it absolutely serves the real estate professionals that are out there doing the job that um that they uh, are so well geared to do uh, and and so yeah you know bringing those data points to the market is one of the things that we that we launched alongside the rebrand and it's really alongside that mission of trying to create a better personal match, that custom tailoring example that you were talking about, but creating that custom fit between uh, the realtor representative and the home seeker.
0: Okay, okay. Um, So, and as a reminder as well to uh, any realtors that are listening to us, uh, not just locally here, actually even across the country, Um, get onto REW.ca rew.ca, because there's a section for uh, real estate professionals and um, uh, look into that a little bit deeper. Uh, So, so many, uh, so many great things. Um, Well, how are you feeling about the rest of the year? And again, I asked you this question before, (laughs) by the way, I'm pretty sure you were correct. Right. I'll have to re-listen to the, uh, uh, the episode again. Um, How are you feeling about uh, for 2022?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know if I was correct or not. We can certainly find out. That's the thing about yes. doing these types of shows. There's that, indelible history that exists with accountability. But, um, but yeah, uh, I think I'm feeling uh, the same way a lot of market commentators are feeling right now. There is, a, there is an element of uncertainty and you can let that uncertainty um, come across as cynicism in the market and and i definitely do have some concerns around the impact of this increasing rate cycle on the real estate market you know if you combine uh, low inventory uh with a, a crunch on interest rates i think it could create a bit more of a cooling effect than a lot of people are talking about but overall you know prices will likely grow uh, I think not nearly at the same rate than we saw in the last two years, but we'll see them grow again this year. Uh, and and chiefly because there just isn't enough uh, housing supply coming out of the ground. Um, that said, there, there is a silver lining. I believe 2018 is quite a big year for housing starts. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is uh, a higher than average uh, come to market for, for projects during the course of 2022. Um, but But yeah, I mean... Again, the, the great opportunity in this challenge is around building more houses for Canadians. You know, I'm, I'm here as a, as a fresh-faced new Canadian, only been here a couple of years. I can tell you there are a lot of us uh, in terms of, you know, professional immigrants looking to participate in this great society that is Canada. That's going to keep the market moving forward. Um, and... I think there are plenty Canadians that, that uh, really want to, to participate in home ownership and, and you know, all the challenges that that brings with it, but all the rewards that it does too. And so I think overall, the market's going to stay strong. Um, and if we can start to bring supply to the ground, it could be one of the great stories globally of a society moving forward. And I hope that's the case. Uh, certainly at REW, we continue to advocate for Home seekers. And I think the one thing home seekers absolutely need right now is inventory. Is uh, value offerings.
0: <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Simon, again. Uh, Simon Bray, president of uh, Real Estate Works, www.rew.ca. Great chatting with you. We'll have you again. Uh, always good to have you. Thanks, an Tony. Anytime. anytime.
1: It's bet. really Thank good you. chatting
0: with you. Oh, you too. You too. And to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.